Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. When soldiers came back from World War I, experiencing severe anxiety, horrible flashbacks, insomnia and nightmares, they were described as having shell shock. We now know that they were living with post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, which is a disease that may occur after traumatic experiences, like being in a car accident or in a war zone, most strongly characterised by the involuntary reliving of particularly painful memories. About one in every three people who experience trauma will develop PTSD, but it's not actually clear why some people develop it and others don't. Now, now, new research out of the University of Basel has discovered why some people are more susceptible. I'm Eva Higginbotham, and I spoke to lead researcher Dominic de Cavan. What we did in this study is investigate a specific regulation of a gene, how this affects learning and memory, and also the memory of traumatic experiences. And what we found is that the more this gene is regulated epigenetically, the less memory is formed and also the less traumatic memory is formed. What does it mean for a gene to be regulated epigenetically? It's a body's own regulation and it's a chemical regulation, basically methyl groups that bind to the DNA molecule. And if a methyl group binds to such a gene region, it downregulates the production of the protein that the gene encodes. So how did you carry out the study? So we have DNA samples of two groups of trauma survivors, that's uh, uh, 463 survivors of the Ugandan civil war and 350 survivors of the Rwandan genocide. And we have looked at the degree of methylation of these genes in these trauma survivors. What genes were you looking at? We were looking at genes that are important for the signaling of the stress hormone cortisol. So if we are stressed, cortisol is released, and it's known that this hormone plays an important role in learning and memory. And we've looked at 12 of genes important for this signaling. We found that one gene, it's called NTRAC2, that the methylation of this gene is related to both traumatic memories and the risk for post-traumatic stress disorder. In untraumatized population of roughly 560 subjects from Switzerland, we investigated the relation of the regulation of this NTRAC2 gene with just normal memory. So they watched some pictures and later they had to recognize them. And the more this gene was methylated, the less they could remember those pictures. 
I see. So this gene isn't just involved in forming traumatic memories, but it's actually just involved in memory formation at the outset. Absolutely. That's what the results suggest, that this gene is basically involved in general memory processes. And how do you think this gene is actually influencing the development of something so complicated? What's the gene actually doing in this context? Well, the gene encodes a receptor in the brain, and this receptor binds this so-called brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which is needed to form new memories. And what we think is that if you have this gene down-regulated by more methyl groups, then you have less of this receptor expressed, then less information is being stored. And in case of horrible experience, also less of this traumatic memory is being formed and the less likely you are to develop post-traumatic stress disorder. That is the hypothesized mechanism. These differing levels of methylation, is that something that we're born with or could that be something that's caused by undergoing a very traumatic experience? First of all, it's possible that the trauma itself leads to altered uh, regulation of genes, to altered methylation. But in the case of this NTRAC2, we don't think that this was the case. Because first of all, uh, trauma severity was not correlated to the degree of methylation. And also, the mean levels of methylation were similar in the untraumatized group as compared to the traumatized group. So we think that this methylation changes were pre-existing the trauma and maybe set around birth, which actually happens also with other genes of this cortisol signaling pathway. Now that we have this information, what can we do next? So what we hope with the identification of this mechanism that it will contribute to the development of new therapies. For example, acutely after a trauma that it may be used a drug to reduce the formation of traumatic memories, but also in cases of existing PTSD by preventing recurrent unpleasant recollections from further cementing the traumatic memory trace. But again, this is very speculative and this has to be tested in further studies.